Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you lovely Star Wars fans. We're back with another episode of the Echo Station podcast. Back from a long hiatus. Um, I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Ian. Hello. Say hi, Ian. I don't look so beautiful right now because I'm stressfully packing away my life, so my face is totally broken out right now. Well, it's a good thing you have a face for radio. Yeah. My parents tell me that, too. (laughs) So we've got a we've got a pretty big show planned today. Uh, tons of Star Wars news in the last few weeks. Some pretty exciting, fun stuff. News got a, has dropped. Yeah, lots of news has dropped. We've got a fun today. I learned in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, um, and a pretty cool main topic to discuss. Yes, uh, our main topic today is we are discussing our top. John Williams Star Wars themes. So that's every single piece of music he has written in episodes one through eight. And we have narrowed it down to, did you do six or seven? I did six. Okay, I did seven because I'm extra. I know, because you're terrible. And I have an honorable mention as well, so we did eight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, eight. Uh, But we did agree upon that we would not include the Star Wars main theme because that's, of course, everyone's number one pick. That's a given. So, we excluded that one. We all know it's, you know, it is the quintessential Star Wars. So, uh, we did not include that. But others we did through, like I said, one through eight. Um, we're going to see if we have some of the same ones. Maybe they're in the same order. Maybe they're in different places. So, it's going to be interesting to see how our lists line up. Yeah. I have a feeling that we have maybe two crossovers. I say at least two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just kick things off, do you want to talk about the beautiful things that Mattel just revealed? Oh my god. So if you follow the, uh, the fandom doll collecting universe, and if you do, I'm so sorry, because we're terrible people, um, (laughs) (laughs) Mattel has just released three absolutely stunning Star Wars Barbie dolls, and there is a Darth Vader, a, uh, R2-D2, and a Princess Leia. They are so, so freaking cute. Yeah. So the uh, Princess Leia one is kind of the most classic of the set, I would say. It's, I would it say, it yeah. looks very much like almost like ball gown Leia, kind of like couture Leia. 
Um, she's got these beautiful braids in her hair. Her hair is actually very reminiscent of the Padme look, in my opinion. I think the um, boots are the best thing on that doll. The boots are incredible. They're her like gladiator these, Wonder Woman. Yeah, boots. gladiator patent leather, white awesomeness. Gorgeous. They're beautiful. Um, and then the R two is this adorable like it's like eighties uh, retro punk rock looking. Thing. Yeah, it's like half disco, half punk rock. It's super cute. She's they each doll has its own little clutch. And the R2's, R2's clutch is actually C-3PO. Yeah, it's his chest piece. <laughs> yes, it's very cute. It's really cute. Um, and Leia's her, is the rebellion these, symbol. Yeah, she's got these cute little wedges on. Um, the skirt is, is half transparent, and it's just, it is super adorable. It is. And she's got blue hair. I love it. And then finally... Save the best for last. <laughs> is the Darth Vader. And the Darth Vader is absolutely incredible. She's stunning. She's got this patent leather bustier on that's made to look like... Uh, S&M gear? Yeah, it's almost like S&M gear. And it's got this sort of fit and flare thing. Yeah. And, and this really cool dual fabric um, tight A-line skirt. And these fantastic knee-high boots. And her clutch is that center piece on a uh, chest piece on Vader's um, outfit. I live for that clutch. It's so adorable, and I need this clutch in reality. Yes, I need this well, whole outfit. You need to cosplay it for. I know it's uh, great celebration. She's got a choker. She's got this really cute black bob, and she wears sunglasses. This doll is literally me. And a big flowy cape. Yes, it's it's everything. This it's very much everything. Chris. I'm like. Oh, this looks like Chris. And I sent it to her and she goes, That's me! They stole my face. <laughs> they did. They stole it, but they stole it in the best way possible. Yes. And I, and you know, if, if I had a random $100 laying around, this doll would now be on my shelf. Right. So <sighs> go check out so those. Uh, re, we, uh, we retweeted them on our Twitter. So go to Echo Station Cast. Uh, go and look at them. And you'll see a bunch of other news things that we recently re- recently retweeted. I can't talk yes, today. There's been quite a bit. Yes. Um, so leading into that, uh, D23 is coming up very, very soon. It's around the corner. It's the end of August. And uh, they are showing a preview of Rise of Skywalker there. It's going to be exciting. They haven't said what they're showing, if it's a new trailer, if it's some clips, what's happening. Uh, but speaking of trailers, there is a strong possibility that after D23, we will get a new Rise of Skywalker trailer, along with possibly a Mandalorian trailer, because in November, uh, Disney Plus streaming service launches. I, and, I would guarantee that it's going to be those two. Yeah, and it's coming up uh, very soon in November, uh, so we will see some kind of trailer soon for either one of those properties or both properties. Uh, I cannot wait because... Uh, Along with the D23 Star Wars stuff, um, something else huge has been rumored and yes. is being rumored on the internet and people are getting traction, so it's making people think that, yeah, this could possibly be real. Um, so, uh... Let me just say how bummed I am to not be at D23 this year, considering it's back in Anaheim. Ugh. And I love it when it's actually in Anaheim and not... 
Japan or <laughs> wherever it seems to travel to. It's a traveling con. It's a nice. It is a traveling con, but I like it when it's in Anaheim. It feels like it's home when it's in Anaheim. It started in Anaheim. Um, I actually went to the very first D twenty three, and it was an experience. It was pretty awesome. I think that for now on, it's going to be in D twenty, or it's going to be in Anaheim. So, I I thought that they were going to flip it with a Florida location. I thought it, that's what I read. It makes more Maybe sense not. to have it in Anaheim, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, but so the big, huge, 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 huge news is that uh, there is a strong possibility that we are getting a Kenobi series starring Ewan McGregor. Yes. Hold for applause. And this seems much stronger than the previous zillion <laughs> ones that we've had rumored in the past. This, yeah, this, this seems like this is an actuality. Th- yeah, this one for some reason seems to really be going like, you know, yeah we're we this this may be a strong strong thing uh obviously if that is happening it will be announced at d23 officially yeah um so that being said we came up we kind of both agree that you know with the sad underperformance of solo even though it was a great movie uh i think suffered from terrible marketing yes i think they're going to do they were going to do excuse me a uh Kenobi spinoff movie. But they realized with the slow performance and the not-so-great reception of Solo, like, well, we're going to scrap that for now, but I think they're going to go with, yeah, let's just turn it into a series instead. It surprises me, though, considering what a box office draw Ewan McGregor is, that they wouldn't take that route. But, eh. I mean, I'm, I'm all for a full series. Oh, I I am too. Like it's it, I it needs to happen. Um, would you the want world to building be, possibilities are well? Would you want to be between immense. three and four, or would you want to be between like two and three? Uh, I like would want it Wars. to be because <sighs> personally, I would like to see it between three and four. Yeah, just because I'd you get nineteen years of stuff to do. Yeah, and not Plus, only. That. He's the right age right now, I feel. Yes. For I that. Say that too. Yeah. You can't, you can't, I mean, he looks the same, basically, that he, what he did in episode three and two, because he doesn't seem to age. But, uh, you know, I can, you know, see that episode of, you know, for example, him protecting Luke from Tusken Raiders like they did in the comics or whatever yeah. it may be. I, I feel like there's a dearth of knowledge about the Clone Wars. I don't feel like we're lacking in Obi-Wan Clone Wars era information um, and storylines. so I, But there is that large hole when it comes to what happened before A New Hope. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of stuff to cover there and a lot of, lot of gaps to be filled. Yeah. Uh, so we cannot wait. Uh, like I said, hopefully as soon as it's announced to be real, we will be tweeting about that nonstop. So sorry, um, but we just—I just can't wait because that's going to be a really good series. He was one of the really good parts of the prequels, yeah. Um, and a lot of people do agree. Like, even if they hate the prequels, they will say that his performance was the better of the prequels. Oh yeah, I mean, even the the dumbest dialogue—he just sold it exactly. Uh, so this is this has been pro- pretty much my desire for any any kind of sequel 
that focused on one person, this is the one that I wanted. I, yeah. I didn't need I didn't need solo. I really enjoyed solo, but I didn't need I didn't need more of Han Solo's story. Um, I like Boba Fett, but I really don't need it. You know, no, Obi Wan. Well, oh. and to be fair, you know, Obi Wan is a main character, and he hasn't gotten his own kind of you know do really. Yeah. You know, he hasn't gotten as much love, I don't think, as some of the other characters have, and so this is going to really bring him to the forefront. Uh, but yeah, so we are, like I said, it's just, it's a high rumor right now, but it is still very much a rumor. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be an official announcement out of D23. I really I, do. I think they're waiting for that. It would be smart, and then I assume they would probably launch it sometime next year. I doubt it's going to be anything, nothing's going to be ready for this year for it, but next year for sure. Sure. Uh, because next year they're also launching the casting series, so I assume we would launch a lot with that too. Uh, so one more bit of news before we head on to our uh, what we learned in the Star Wars universe is that uh, John Williams' brother, who is helping him with the score for Episode Nine, has said recently in an interview that every single major Star Wars theme from all eight movies is going to be in this film one way or another. Interesting. So he mentioned the Duel of Fates. I was just thinking, like, if that's going to play in in an interesting uh, way. He said that they may not be full progressions. They'll be, like, little notes here and there. Sure, just sort of hints. Yes, so he said Leia's theme, Yoda's theme, the Duel of Fates, the Imperial March, uh, uh, like, the, the Droid March. Very um, cool. You know, I, all these huge major themes he's going to be compiling into one movie also kind of gave us a possible runtime of the movie as well. Because he said that... <laughs> Three hours. Yeah, well, I wish. Um, <laughs> he stated that he has a certain number done right now. I think they said they have, I think, like 35 minutes in the can so far. Uh, and the rest needs to be recorded. And someone asked, you know, oh, how, how much does he have to record? And so people put the numbers together. Uh, they surmise the movie to be at least two hours and 15 minutes. Because hmm. uh, they said that it's basically wall-to-wall music. I wish we could get extended editions, like, you know, Lord of the Rings. The extended Star Wars editions. They tried a different editions, but they didn't really work well with 4, 5, and 6. Well, I, I don't mean with the random <laughs> alternate scenes, those crabby, weird CGI inputs. I mean, like... Actual extended editions. Like actual scenes that were shot that did not make it into the movie. Kind yeah. Of okay, gotcha. Um, so, I two hours and 15 minutes, between probably two hours and 15 and two hours and 30, I would say, would be for episode 9's running time. That makes sense. Uh, episode 8 was, I think, what, two hours and 40 minutes? Jeez, was it that long? I, it was the longest one. I think it was like two hours and 40 minutes, two hours and 45, something like that. Uh, it wasn't three hours, I know that. But no. it was... Way past the two-hour mark, um, but it makes sense. We're gonna start needing like some Gone with the Wind style intermissions, so you can go to a, have a pee break and buy more popcorn. I mean, seriously, all the movies are getting so long again. Why don't we have intermissions built in? Because I want the action like to happen. I don't want to wait. <gasps> but I like to go pee. <laughs> well, you and not miss. That's when you get a large drink and you just refill it yourself. Oh, God, that's disgusting. But you just don't drink it. Oh, you're horrible. Please tell me you've never done that, and I'm never going to the movies with you again. <laughs> I I have not, but I heard people did that for Endgame, so. 
Oh, that's awful. Yep. Just look up the win- pee break thing. Yeah, on the internet. that's what they're there for. <laughs> um, so that about wraps up our news. And it's a good little news segment to go into our main topic, obviously. Uh, cool, but cool. what we learned in the Star Wars universe, it is a character. I don't believe we discussed her on the what we learned yet. If we Ooh. have, I apologize. Uh, but we're talking about Ula. Ula. We're talking about the green Twi'lek uh, slave dancer at Jabba's palace who gets eaten by the Rancor and makes room to have Leia sit up there for all your masturbatory uh, fantasies. <laughs> so, really have to thank her for dying to have Leia in that bikini. You're welcome. Uh, but so, Ula, a uh, little backstory. Uh, she was the green Twi'lek. Uh, she was Jabba's, like, prize slave before Leia, obviously, you know, came to the picture. Uh, she was born to a chieftain on Ryloth. Uh, oh, so she's, like, a princess, too. Yeah. Well, not not a, not a princess. Uh, but, um, I guess high, high royalty? Well, like, in the way that Pocahontas is a princess. Yeah. Uh, she just happened to get sold into slavery, which kind of sucks. Shit happens, man. Yes. Uh, so she comes from Ryloth, and uh, long story short, uh, she gets tricked into, you know, saying, oh, you can come dance for this uh, lovely man named Jabba. She didn't know who Jabba was. And she gets Gross. tricked by Bib Fortuna, and... It, does get sold into slavery and uh let me see here da, da, da. she uh she took her chance on Tatooine obviously her chances were not that good yeah uh, not a place you want to get lost no uh her life was a short one uh cause Jabba fed her to the Rancor uh fun fact uh the actress who played her Femi Taylor in the original one came back 14 years later, fit into the same costume, and did additional scenes for the uh, special edition. That's awesome. So, you know, 14 years later, and you can still fit in the same costume, which is just netting and, like, leather bands. That's impressive. Uh, also, a fun little uh, tidbit. Uh, there was supposed to be a... There was a storyboard drawn out by the director that actually depicted Ula escaping. Aww. Uh, but it was cut because of budget re- re- reasons. Uh, uh, so the character's role was considerably reduced and her fate was sealed with the death. That's so sad. I know. Like, she could have escaped and frolicked. I always wanted her to live. She I know. didn't deserve to die. No. Uh, so that's what I learned in the Star Wars universe. Yay, Ula. Yeah. Um, Ooh la la. Okay, so let's talk about our big topic, shall we? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, John Williams is a musical genius, and it was so hard to narrow down themes from all eight movies. Like, maybe one movie I could, talk, you know, do two, sure. But eight? That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot, people. Uh, so, it was very tricky. I don't know if it was tricky for you or not. 
Uh, you know, when you suggested the topic to me, I had probably like three or four instant knowledge of what I was gonna pick. Nice. Uh, um, and then it took just maybe like five more minutes of thought. Well, and for those who don't know, John Williams has, you know, scored a bunch of George Lucas's films and uh, Spielberg's films as well. Yeah, I mean, he's being E.T., composer, Indiana royalty. Jones, uh, Close Encounters, Jaws. Uh, I mean, you it's a good amount has, for just cinema in general, not just Star Wars and like Spielberg stuff, has been composed by John Williams. His sounds are pretty much iconic to Hollywood. Yeah, like, if you, once you hear something, you're like, oh, that's a John Williams score. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so, like I said, trying to find certain uh, themes was hard, but do you want to pick your number six pick, or do you want me to go first, since I have more? Um, actually, let me start with I was going to ask you if you've been to a John Williams concert. I've been to the Star Wars in concert back in like the early two or like late 2010s or whenever it was. Yes. Uh, it was at the Sprint Center. Uh, John Williams obviously was not there, but they were conducting his music. I've not seen John Williams live before. No. Um, I was, I went to that same concert series, but it was one that he was actually conducting. Well, fuck you. Well, this was a benefit to living in L.A. <laughs> That's that also, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was at the um, the um, the Bowl, which is this just gorgeous outdoor The Bowl, it's like, it's like the amphitheater style kind of, right? Yeah, it's an amphitheater. Um, and it, yeah, I went in, I want to say, like, 2009? Maybe. I can't remember. I don't know. So that how, makes sense. how was it? You had to tell me. It was amazing. It was like, it, oh. and it was, it was the Star Wars performance and they had this giant screen up in the background. So they would play clips while they played the music. Um, every nerd and his mother was there and everybody had a lightsaber. So people would light up their lightsabers and, you know, like, like they were holding up a, they're lighters, except they were lightsabers. <laughs> it was it was awesome. So like, did he get like a standing ovation or what? Oh yeah, I mean it was just an incredible night, um, incredible. And I went I went with a, a friend who was a huge Star Wars fan, so it was probably one of the Star Wars fandom highlights of my life, definitely. And uh, even if you, I mean even if you obviously can't see him on stage. Just going to the performances are incredible experiences. Hearing yeah, I've heard good things is, about it. Oh, yeah. And he sometimes will do, like, just, like, surprise kind of pop-up concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously right now he's busy writing episode 9, so he won't be Hey, Lil Busy. He's also kind of getting really old. He is. And he did say that episode 9, uh, we discussed it before, is going to be his final Star Wars film, so. Yeah. It's fitting. It makes sense. Big shoes to fill, people. Big shoes to fill. Yes, and I'm going to ask you, after all this, who you think should score some future Star Wars movies, so get that in mind. Oh, Lord. Uh, I don't know. Composer is super well, so. <laughs> if you name the movie, I can probably name the composer for you. Okay. Um, I, I'll probably accidentally just name a John Williams movie <laughs> without even realizing. Like, well, no, he can't do that anymore. No. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. okay. Uh, well, since you've got more, yeah, why don't you go. start with... So let, let's start with our bottoms first. Let's work yes. our way to the top. All right. So oh. my number seven pick is the Trench Run from episode four. Ooh, good one. Um, It's, you know, the big kind of finale piece to the very first Star Wars movie I ever saw. Uh, it's it's fast paced. It's you know, the the horns and the strings are, you know, perfectly entwined with the ships passing through and lasers and the explosion of the Death Star and the kind of tense. You know, is Luke gonna hit the exhaust port? I don't know. Uh, but That's I love that pick. one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. It's very uh, exciting. I agree, and it's one of those where you're like, "Ooh, this is this is some good music." Oh, and I just wanted to interject real fast. Obviously, we will not be playing clips of these. We would love to be playing clips of these, but we're not paying for copyright for Star Wars music. Yeah. So, so, and so we don't want can... Disney to sue us. So. Yeah. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you either know these things or you can go into Google and just, just follow YouTube along it. with us. So. Yeah. Just pop it on YouTube. Exactly. It's worth... They're worth re-listening to anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that is my number seven pick. Okay. Oh, very cool. My number seven... Um, is a little less uh, dramatic. <laughs> it's the uh, Cantina Band theme. Uh, I was debating on putting that one on there or not. Because I love my jizz. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know it had to be on my list. It's just, it is such an iconic, happy little ditty. And I love, I love hearing it. It's been, it's been my phone ringtone several times. It's great. I. It's just so adorable, and it's it makes you happy. It yeah. makes you want to, you know, it makes you want to do do do. It makes you want to dance around. Uh, I still laugh at the whole Family Guy episode where you know, people, we're taking requests. Play that same song. Same song. Play that okay. same song. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's it's great. I I love that one too. Uh, you know, because you don't really know, you know, kind of club music in Star Wars, but damn it, John Williams sure as shit. Did there it. it is. Yep. That's it. <laughs> uh, and of course, it it, it kind of, uh, it is the inspiration behind our theme music for our podcast. It so. is, yes, by the Flying Killer Robots, nonetheless, so don't yes. forget to check them out. Uh, so my number All six right. pick is a newer uh, theme, and that's Ray's theme. Very nice. Uh, so it's a beautiful, beautiful theme. John Williams writes beautiful themes, but he also writes really, really beautiful themes for the female characters in these movies. Yes, very touching. Um, and I absolutely love this theme. It's, you know, it's... You hear the the chimes of the uh, xylophone, I think it is. Uh, so it's very, like, adventurous, too, and soft. Uh, it also works well. It plays throughout Episode 7 and 8 during duels as well. So it can be, you know, very hardcore themed as well in that situation. I hope we get to hear it in that context in episode nine as well. It's uh, flexible. Like yes. Ray. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I instantly fell in love with it when I heard it. So Yeah, I, I did consider on that list. one. It's really pretty. Yes. All right. My next pick is Yoda's theme. Ooh, okay. I love Yoda's theme. Um it's it's very sort of whimsical and mysterious and magical. And it's it very thought provoking. 
it is very thought provoking. It you know it, it fits this pretty much ancient being who is host to so much knowledge. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of something that would almost fit in like a an eighties fantasy movie. I can see that. Yeah. So Yoda's like, theme. Yeah. You could see it in a Jim Henson movie, which, funny enough, you know, the Jim Henson company helped exactly. create Yoda. No, exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, so Yoda's theme. Yeah. Like, like, I could see it in the Dark Crystal being something yes. like that. Yeah. Which, side note, Dark Crystal comes out at the end of this month on Netflix. Age of Resistance. Also, Mark Hamill's voicing someone on that, so. Yay! Just a little slight plug on that one. Uh, so, my number five is a theme from the prequels. And that is the Order 66 theme. Ooh, spooky. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. AKA, it's called Anakin's Betrayal, I believe, on the soundtrack. Um, AKA, Anakin slaughters the younglings. Yes. Uh, it's, it's one of those themes where you don't hear a whole lot of background noise. The music really does take center in that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear, you know, some of the blaster fire and everything when the Jedi are, are dying, but really it's the music that swells up and you hear it. And I remember being how old I was when that movie came out, sitting in the theater and hearing that theme and just like tears started coming to my eyes because you see that against yeah. the cinematography of all these Jedi, you know, just being gunned down by these soldiers that they trusted and that they put their lives, you know, in their hands of. So. That's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, seeing that footage mixed with that beautiful, like, haunting theme really was like, oh. And because Revenge of the Sith, I think, had some of the darkest music. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, not, it's darkest, so it's one of the darkest yes. movies. So it, it fit to have some of the darker music, and I actually liked a lot of the darker music. Um, but that that theme for me is still one of the highlights of that movie. Cool, cool. All right. Well, this would be my number four pick since I only did six. <laughs> um. And this kind of this kind of grooves with your last pick, and it's the duel of the fates. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, another pretty dark, ominous, iconic piece of music. Um, it does have a lot of that swelling emotion, and uh, the, I mean, it, the music itself feels like a like a sword fight. Oh, for sure. It's a very emotional piece of music. Um, it kind of it, it it pushes you to the edge of your seat. It really it helps build the moment. It's uh, 
It's just perfect. It's a perfect piece of music. It does. And John Williams in the original four didn't really use a whole lot of choirs and stuff. Yeah. But he went full out choir with this one and It fits so well. It does. And it's reused in episode three as well. And episode two. It's using all three of them. Uh, in episode two when Anakin goes off and tries to find his mom. And episode three when Yoda and uh, Palpatine are dueling in the Senate chamber. Yep. Uh, so it's used very well throughout all three movies, and hopefully in episode nine as well. It's also fun car driving music. <laughs> Every once in a while, especially if I'm driving for a while, I'll um, throw on some soundtracks. There was a guy I used to date, and that was pretty much like his go-to driving music, was picking random soundtracks. I'm very so, happy with that. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings, uh, The Dark Knight, Rises. Um, I'm... One going on a road trip to Omaha uh, for Labor Day weekend with my boyfriend. So I'm making him listen to soundtracks. I don't care what he says. Yeah. Yeah, do it. It's so, going to be yeah, Lord of the It's going to be that. And the ring yeah. rates are just going to be, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, no, it's good. Duel of the Fates is kind of the same. Like, it really gets you pumped for driving. It does. And he's going to be like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we doing this? <laughs> We're doing this because it's going to make me calm for three hours. Can't Let's you be go. a normal person and listen to Willie Nelson on your road trips? Yeah. Oh, ugh. <laughs> oh, don't you, ugh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is hor- is, is just a, just an awesome man. Awesome. Yeah, anyway, my number <laughs> anyway. Uh, four pick is another prequel, uh, but it's the Across the Stars, a.k.a. Aww. Padme and Anakin's love theme. Yes. Uh, it's beautiful it's it's i don't again like very much with ray's theme and you know leia's theme and padme's theme in episode one it's soft it you know goes a little darker at some points it's loud it's it swells at the right moments uh you know throughout theme well throughout episode two it's played you know especially like during the battle of geonosis uh when she gets shot out of the gunship it's played uh, obviously, during the wedding, it's played. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love it. It's gorgeous. I want more of it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. My number. I guess this would be my number three pick. And save your number one pick. Okay. Or if you want to, you can add a, another song real quick. Oh, I have to I have to think about one. Um. So my number three is, it goes by two names. Um, it's Ooh. Binary Sunset or The Force Theme. Ah, uh, yeah. we're on the same list now. Yeah. Okay, so this um, was almost my top theme. But it got beat out by another one. That is my, well, we'll get to that. Um, I love this theme. It is so emotional. The first time we hear it is um, when you see Luke come out of... Um, their little shack. The homestead? <laughs> their home, the homestead, thank you. I cannot remember the name. The shack um, on Tatooine. The shack on, the sand shack on Tatooine. Oh my, I'm calling it that for now on. <laughs> I want ev- I want every single Lego set now to be re- rebranded as Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's sand shack. Sand shack. <laughs> Please. The, the sand igloo. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so he's standing out of the air, you know, and he's He's looking off into the distance at the setting, the setting binary stars. He's brooding. He's brooding. He's thinking about his life. And this, it's just, 
this incredibly emotional feeling music um and it it kind of it almost brings you to tears every time i hear it and it's and it's called back so many times with luke it does and it's and it's this it's this the music that music to me is what the force sounds like Mm -hmm. and really anyone who you know uses the force or whatever it has that theme around them at one point or the other yeah, it, it's it's called back super frequently, and it is it's very calming, and I love it. I really do love the Force theme or Binary Sunset, whichever one you want to call it. I like calling it Binary Sunset because I immediately think about that scene. Yes, that very first scene. And speaking of Binary Sunsets, the last time we do hear it is when Luke passes away in Episode Eight. Yes, it calls back to that because he's watching two sunset and he passes yes. away. Did you cry <laughs> during that moment? Oh my god, I cried so much. Yeah. I cry for everything, so, you know, it's not huge, but yeah. Oh, I cried. It was it was one of those, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a nice callback. Yep. Um, so, my number three has been in several movies. Uh, and it's the sound, it's called Here They Come. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the soundtrack that plays right after they escape the Death Star in the very first one, and the Tie Fighters are following them, and makes you want to fly a ship. Yeah, and you know, great kid, don't get cocky. Yeah. Uh, so I love that one. It's called back to in Solo, which was a great callback. I love that. It's also called back in Episode Eight, and I kind of had a mini freak out when. Chewie dove into the the cavern and you hear that music play and I was like, oh my god, yes! Yes! Uh, I love that one. I think it's great. It's very fast-paced. Um, and like I said, the uh, it's been called back before in Solo in Episode 8. Oh yeah, uh, it gets called back a lot. And I believe it's also played in Episode 6 during the Death Star run and uh, on Indoor and everything, so... I love that one. It's great. It also gets played on the um, the Star Tours ride. Oh, does it? If you've ever been on it, yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah, it's really fun. And anyway, because you're because you're in the moment and you're getting thrown around like you're on a that space makes shuttle. Sense. It That's, it feels great. It's yeah. such a perfect theme to have in that. Yeah. All right. So that was your number Tweet. three. Yes. This was, so this would be my number two. Okay. Um. And it is the Imperial March. Okay. Because, you know, <laughs> that's that's almost as iconic as the is as the actual theme. I agree. And because I was with the Fivo first, it's just you know it's like I don't know when I, when you think about Star Wars music, you kind of you think about the Imperial March. Makes sense. Um. It's also been my ringtone several times. It's I always have interesting ringtones, but I never have my sound on. I never have the sound on my phone on. So I don't even know what my ringtone is right now. Oh, I don't either. I'm always on vibrate. Yeah. No, I can't stand having sound on my phone. So who knows what it is? It's probably one of those. It's either that or Indiana Jones. It's usually Indiana Jones, too. Mine at one point was the Thundercats theme. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But- so, my number two theme is also the Imperial March. 
Ta-da! Love it. Love it. Love Ooh, it, love I'm it. really curious about your first one. I am too, because I'm... I think... Okay, let me just ask this. Is your first one... Is the character theme? Yes. Okay. Did we pick the same one? I bet we picked the same one. I don't think we did. Oh, we didn't? Mm-hmm. I bet you top dollar right now, I don't think we did. Dollars to donuts. Dollars did to donuts, not we did not. Um... <laughs> My number two one, like I said, is the Imperial March. Uh, basically the same reasoning as you did. It's very dark, very ominous. Even if you don't know Star Wars, you hear that theme, you're like, oh, that's that's from a Star Wars movie. Don't maybe yeah. really know what happened, but that's from a Star Wars. You're like, the, 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 those are bad people. That's yeah. a bad people theme. <laughs> These are not the good guys. No, they are not. Uh, so... It's great. It's dark. It plays, like I said, throughout four, five, and six. Episode two and three get it a lot, uh, and then episode seven gets it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great. I think that hopefully we'll be hearing a lot of it in episode nine. I have a feeling we will. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, with the hints that we've gotten so far, I would. It. Assume. I would assume so. Uh, but yeah, that's my number two. So should I do my honorable mention and then do have you do number one or what? Um. Who I don't know. Maybe. Maybe let me do my number one and then your honorable mention. Okay, because I I lied. I have two honorable mentions. So. You have two honorable. You can't do that. Well, I just added another one, like literally two seconds ago, because I'm like, oh right. That's cheating. Okay, all right. My number one. My number one most favorite Star Wars theme. Um, the thing that comes to mind pretty much immediately whenever I think of Star Wars, and I know that's a little odd, but um, it's Princess Leia's theme. Yep, knew it. Yep. Um. When I was a kid, I used to, we had a piano, and I used to pick out, I kind of, I kind of have a, I'm, I'm able to hear things and then play it on instruments, usually. I oh, can't cool. remember what that's called right now. Uh, and that, that was one of the first. Power? Yes, I have a mutant power for music. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was one of the first songs that I learned to pick out on the piano was Leia's theme. And I even put, like, made up stupid lyrics to it. Which I will not share. <laughs> oh, now I want to know what those are. <laughs> no, like imagine, imagine what a six-year-old would would pick out for that. It's just it's so terrible. for all of our listeners out there, tweet us, and if we get enough tweets, Chris will release those lyrics. <gasps> oh dear God, no! <laughs> yep, already on it. So I kind of had a feeling that was going to be your number one because I remember you saying, "Yeah." When we watched the episode 9 trailer, when you heard Leia's theme, you're like, it's my favorite theme! Yes. Oh, I love it. I cry every time I hear it now. Um, I cried before when I would hear it. It's just, it's so, it's so winsome. There's so much longing in it. It is such a beautiful theme. I love how it intertwines with um, her time with Han. It, you know, so it kind of almost has a love theme to it as well. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's such a stunning piece of music. So it'll always be my number one. It's it is it's a very good piece and it's very you know very much a Leia theme and it plays throughout action scenes and it's like it's very usable like Ray's theme it plays with action scenes yes it it's very versatile yes it's versatile and it's, and it's very much it's very much Leia 
Um, okay, so for my honorable mentions, plural, uh, I have also the Binary Sunset. Yay! A.k.a. the Force theme. And then I also have uh, the theme that plays during Qui-Gon's funeral. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Qui-Gon's funeral and Padme's funeral and, and Darth Vader's rise. I love that theme so much. Uh, because it's one of those where you're like, oh, this is some, like, someone died. Someone's yeah. dead. Someone be dead. Someone's dead, and they're, we're burning their body in an open flame, which must smell horrible, by the way. But. No, I'm pretty sure it smells like a pork roast. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Jedi hippie pork roast. <laughs> Dirty Jedi hippie. Yeah, like a lot of hair smelling, probably. Yeah. Mm-mm, no. Burning hair. Yeah. Just like when they mm-hmm. burn all the bodies on Game of Thrones, I'm like, ooh, that's not gonna smell good. No. Uh, but I love that theme. I think it's great. Um, it's very somber and very like, you know, all right, some shit went down. People are dead. Yep. This happened. Yes. Uh, so my number one pick. All right. I want you to guess what it is. Oh, goodness. I'll tell you, it's not a character theme. Um... I don't know. I no. Is it the no? You already covered that. Um. Is it the Death Star run? We did that one. Okay, we did. Yeah, okay, we did do that one. Yeah, we did the trench run. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. It's an obscure piece of music that only plays during episode two. And oh. it is titled Zam the Assassin and the Chase Through Coruscant. Oh, interesting. So here's my logic behind this. I, so in Star Wars, in the previous six films, or the previous three films before episode one and two, we didn't really get a proper, like, car chase scene, if yes, you will. Yes, it's true. We got, you know, speeder bikes, and we got, you know, a chase through the asteroid field and ship chases. But we never got, like, a, you know, a a speeder chase through a city or a town or whatever. And this was that piece of music. That's what this was for. And you really do feel like you are in the middle of, like, a high pursuit. The cops are chasing, you know, uh, an assassin or a robber or whatever it is in the Star Wars universe. In this case, happens to be an assassin. Uh... It's Mm -hmm. a great use of drums. It's the first time we ever hear a guitar, an electric guitar in the music. Um, We haven't heard one ever since, you know, we didn't hear one until episode two. Yeah, so it's it's very unique. Yes, and the guitar mimics uh, Zam's speeder sound whenever she banks and turns. So if you listen to it and listen to her speeder, you're like, oh, that kind of mimics that in a way at least to me i don't know it could be for anyone else but uh i love it it's action it's high pace it's you know quick 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 uh it's mysterious at the very beginning when jango and zam are meeting because you don't know who's who uh so uh, that's my number one pick hmm yeah yeah i like it wow i would have never guessed that in a million years no and i was teetling between that and like 
three or four others. And I'm like, it's it's this one. I always get like pumped whenever I hear it. Very cool. Because I may or may not like if I hear it in the car, I may or may not like speed up like five miles. And <laughs> okay. be like, so maybe don't listen to it in the car. <laughs> you can't catch me, sir. What are you listening to? Nothing. <laughs> don't question me, copper. Yeah, blame the music and see if you'll get away with it. Sure. Yeah, I, I blame John Williams. I'm so sorry. Uh, so those are our top themes. Um, but real quick, so we've also had two other composers in the Star Wars movies. Uh, one being John Powell, who did the solo score. And the other being uh, Michael, I can't say his last name, to the life of me. Um, <laughs> oh, good lord. He did the Star Trek films, the newer ones, and uh, the Jurassic World movies. Uh, he sounds very much like John Williams. Uh, but yeah, uh, just Google who that is uh, because I don't want to butcher his last name. I know his first name is Michael, um, and he's Italian, so that's why I'm not going to butcher it. <laughs> he's Italian. Uh, so we got two beautiful scores out of Solo and Rogue One. Uh. So, obviously, with John Williams, this being his last movie, who do you think could take over movie cinema scoring? Mind you, the uh, composer who did uh, Black Panther's music is doing mm-hmm. the stuff for Mandalorian. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, the first name that comes to mind, and I, I'm going to preface with, I don't know a whole bunch of composers, like, really well offhand. Um, but following in that kind of um, John Williams sort of esque feeling, it's Hans Zimmer. I was um, just thinking him. Yeah, with his work on on the Nolan Batman's trilogy, it, it I think he really has that flavor. That he would he be could... interesting to have someone do a Star Wars movie. I think he gets some really good dark themes. He would be real because he does. He plays a lot with like the electronic kind of stuff, like electric violin and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, like uh, he composed the music for uh, Dark Phoenix, which is the most recent X Men film. Mm-hmm. And while people still don't like the movie, even though I loved it, uh, <laughs> they all said like we may not like the movie, but the music was great, and that's because it was Hans Zimmer. Hmm. I I love his work. Uh, yeah. No, his his work is beautiful. He would he would be an interesting choice. My pick would actually be the same person who did the Rogue One soundtrack because the callbacks, it very much made me feel like I was listening to a John Williams score. Yeah, Rogue One was a fantastic soundtrack. Um, and they picked him for the Jurassic World because he sounded so much like John Williams. It made sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, he, he plays the same kind of horns. He can, you know, write that music. Um, although... John Powell, who did Solo, did a fantastic job scoring that movie, too. Yeah. Uh, for example, I love Infus Nest's theme. Her theme is really wicked and really cool and just really kind of punk rock. Uh, and he, he mixed in, like, the uh, Chase the Asteroid field and the Here They Come uh, music in there as well, which really made me happy. But either of those two, I would love to hear them come back. Uh, to do a Star Wars movie or a trilogy of some kind. Uh, My other... Hmm? Oh, I have another pick. Oh, who? Um, He's kind of (laughs) busy. 
right now, I would think. Um, if they, actually, I don't even, I'm not even sure if they're calling him back for this, but I would assume they are. Um, but he's got his weight behind epic trilogies, and that would be Howard Shore, um, who scored The Lord of the Rings um, and The Hobbit trilogy as well. What is he busy uh, but I do doing? think. Ah, uh, well, I would think he would be doing the um, Amazon Lord of the Rings series. Oh, I wonder if he is. I I don't know if he's connected to that, but I would I would assume since he's done everything else. It'd be smart. Yeah, uh, but he definitely has that that very classic sound, that very uh, traditional symphonic scoring. Um, you know, he's, he's good at those lovely themes like Princess Leia's theme, like Arwen's theme. Um, but he can also do really daring and exciting pieces of music. Uh, so I can see him fitting with the Star Wars universe really well. I didn't even think about him. Interesting. I didn't... Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. Um, cool. Another person that I just, out of the top of my head, two of them that kind of, they coincide, they both have done Marvel movies, uh, is the composer for the Avengers films. Oh, yeah. Um... Or the composer for the Brian Singer-led X-Men films, which is John uh, Ottman, I believe is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did all the Brian Singer X-Men films, except for the very first X-Men film, because someone else did that one. But his scores are very, you know, action-packed, and they, you know, have beautiful things to them as well and stuff like that. So either of those two would be great. Um, it's, like you said before, it's very much very 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 big shoes to fill no matter yeah. what you do um there's news that just broke today that ryan johnson's uh trilogy is still in works supposedly hmm. so uh it would be cool to see someone maybe take on that uh we don't know if the game of thrones writers are still doing their star wars trilogy because <laughs> they just got signed on for a huge netflix deal so yes this is true so recently their Netflix show that they wanted to do, the Confederate one, uh, just got canned. So oh. I don't know if their Star Wars one is still canned or still going or if it's got canned as well. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of backlash against them right now. So it's there interesting is. that there's they're such a hot commodity considering how <laughs> much the public does not want them to touch anything right now. Yeah, it's kinda of funny how they still dropped out of Comic Con. Like, yeah, we're not going in there. Yeah, we're not gonna show up. <laughs> Probably smart on their part. Yeah. Um, but that does it for this episode, guys. These were our top John Williams themes. Uh, I'm sure our list will change once episode 9 comes out. Uh, so we might do a redo of this list, like a little mini episode or something like that. But um, comment, tweet us at Echo Station Cast. Let us know what your favorite themes are, um, if some of them matched up with ours, or if you have a complete different list, because we always like hearing that stuff from you guys. Um, like I said... Yeah, our... I want to see some surprising choices like I yours. Know. I, uh, yeah, mine were kind of oddball themes for, like, two or three of them, so. Because I'm an oddball and quirky myself. <laughs> so quirky. So quirky. Uh, so like I said, tweet us at Echo Station Cast, follow us, give us some love. Uh, you can find our podcast on the Heroes Podcast Network, uh, that's heroespodcasts.com, uh, with a slew of any, uh, other shows up there. There's Gamer Heroes, there's Star Trek, there's, uh, Red Shirts and Runabouts. It's, it's all kinds of fun stuff on there something for each person there's a kaiju series now so go check that out and then you can find i thought us. you said kaiju and i was very confused <laughs> no like, kaiju. why 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 would you do that like mothra <laughs> and godzilla yes uh but uh 
God. <laughs> Follow us on uh, Spreaker, on uh, 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 Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast, from. Yeah, basically, wherever you find a podcast, you'll find us as well. Um, follow Chris on Twitter at where? You can follow me on Twitter at the Dirt Witch or on Instagram at Chris Jaded. That's Jaded with an E D at the end. And then you can follow me at House of Turner Cosplay. It's H A U S on Instagram and on Twitter. Or on Twitter, it's uh, I R Turner, and Facebook is House of Turner Cosplay as well. Um, I'm busy kind of planning away some some cosplays for next year. One of them is indeed a Star Wars one for yeah, celebration. So I'm uh, trying to get back into the swing of things because I've been out of cosplay for a while. Well, but I, I got some interesting stuff planned. I have a pair of pants you can make me. I can make pants. Okay, good. You're the you're the only person who I make pants for because I hate making pants. Just all his pants. <laughs> that's it. Everything else I'm fine with. Okay. Um, but like I said, tweet us, love us, uh, share us around. Uh, interact with us. We like talking to you guys and, and hearing suggestions. And until next time, may the force be with you guys. May the force be with you.